Well, good morning, Lake Point Church and guests. If you're watching online, we're so delighted that you can tune in and uh, we're, we're praying for you. I know this is a crazy time, but I know we're slowly but surely crawling out of this and that just brings more fear and more questions and, and uh, all kinds of things. But we do know that we're trusting in the Lord as we walk in through this and we're following the Good Shepherd. And that's really what we've been talking about over the past six weeks as we close out this series simply called Psalm 23. And it's based upon that famous psalm, and as uh, we have been reading through this and on this journey, uh, today, as I close this out, I want to just imagine if you were to go on a trip, say if you were to go to Disney or or the the beach or or those kinds of places, and you open up a a photo album, you know what a photo photo album is, you know, the kind that you put pictures in, you know, or maybe just, you know, go to your phone, and you flip through those pictures, and you get to see all of the photos from your trip, and uh, you can say, you know, I remember when we did this or ate there or whatever. And so we are going to open up the photo album today of our journey over the past few weeks of Psalm 23. It began with, obviously, verse one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads us from a Psalm 22 moment to a Psalm 23 moment. He gives us contentment. We don't need to want anything because he provides everything for us. And we know we're following the good shepherd because he provides for everything. Now, if we're living in a life Life of discontentment all the time looking for things that we don't have or we don't uh, we we desire then we could be following the wrong shepherd verse 2 we looked at he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters over this pandemic he's literally made us to lie down in green pastures and he's led us to some of those still waters you know, every time that we, uh, we come before the Lord, uh, he desires to lead us to those places. But sometimes we have to go through a storm in life to go through the, uh, to the still waters. But we do know this, he's there in the storm with us. And so my encouragement to you as we looked at week two and verse two is to stay in the boat. When things get rocky, when things get stormy, stay right there because still waters are coming. Verse three, we talked uh, through, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even when we're on the path of righteousness, uh, many believers get confused and they think, well, I I should be following the Lord, I should be on the path of righteousness, but I have veered off this other path. Can I tell you something? You're not weird, you're not abnormal, you're a normal believer, it's okay. Now, you wanna get off of the side trail because it can can, uh, lead you somewhere you don't wanna go, uh, but you wanna get on that straight and narrow, on that main path Uh, that the Lord has you on as you're following the shepherd. But just know this, the Lord Jesus desires to restore you into that place, into that pathway. So don't give up. He is not giving up on you. And then we um, read in verse four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's interesting that, that David went ahead and changed who he was talking to because in the first three verses, he was talking about the shepherd. Verse four, he's talking to the shepherd. And the reason why he's talking to the shepherd is because when you and I go through dark valleys, the shepherd moves in closer in our lives. 
Okay? It's not like you don't see him far off among you know, a thousand sheep or two thousand sheep. He is right there with you and even sometimes holding you close. And so that's why David changed that. And as you walk through uh, the valley of the shadow of death, you will, you will experience fear and you will experience some loneliness. Well, we have experienced a lot of that over the past several weeks. Fear and loneliness But just know this, that the shepherd has a rod, he has a staff to protect you against those things that try to come into your mind, come into your heart, rob you of your joy, bring fear into your life. He's there. All you have to do is realize that the shepherd has those those powers and has the abilities to chase those away. Get into his word, get on your knees, and draw nearer to the shepherd. And then last week, we... We talked about verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Those are three things that, that the shepherd will do. He will provide for us. He will lay out a table spread in the wilderness of, of our life. And then he will anoint our head with oil. A shepherd would do this with a sheep, a special oil that will drive away the pests in life that will literally do harm and could even kill a sheep. And so, just like a shepherd would pour the anointing on the head of the sheep, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the God Father, wants to pour the anointing of the Holy Spirit on our life. But it takes, just like the sheep, it takes coming before the shepherd, bowing our head before him, being still before him, and letting that annoying, anointing oil come over us as the Holy Spirit whispers to our hearts and does incredible work in our lives. And then he shows us that he really, really likes us. He wants us around. He fills our cup to overflowing, not just to the top, but to where it's splashing out on the table as a sign to say, you know what? I don't want you to leave. I want you to linger a little while longer. So the next time you're, you're caught up in his word, don't be so, so quick to, to get away from it and say, you know, okay, I've read my, a couple of chapters or I've, I've prayed for my five or 10 things or whatever, and then I'm gonna go on. Linger a little longer and allow the shepherd uh, to pour that oil on you and to fill your cup. Well, we go into verse six uh, today as we close this out, and uh, it's, uh, as we see this in Psalm 23, verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a very bold statement. It's a statement of confidence. If you're following the shepherd all that time through all of those things in life and those seasons of life, and you allow the shepherd to get close to you enough to where he's uh, anointing you and filling your cup, then you can say with confidence, you know what, I'm gonna be in in the Lord's house forever, and surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me. You know, it's interesting that we have been following the shepherd And we get to the end of this chapter, and we see that something is actually following us. Something is following us. Have you ever felt like you you were being followed? Have you ever were were driving at night, and and you sense this car behind you was, was following you? It's like every turn you make, they make the same turn, right? And then you want to try to trick them out, and you and you and you put your blinker on. 
you know, but then you don't turn, you know, but, and, and, they, and they follow you still. And, and so they get to the point to where, what do you do to, to, to get rid of them? This is what you do. You pull into somebody else's driveway and let them drive past you and then pray for that poor house as you dri- put your car in reverse and then you're on your way. You know, I had a friend of mine in, in, uh, in high school. Um, he was, felt like he was being followed. And so he, he did that. He actually went into a person's driveway and pulled up into this stranger's house and, and the car by, that was following him actually pulled up right behind him. So he, he was like, really ultra scared. Well, come to find out, the person that, that was sort of following him and pulled it behind him, he lived there. <laughs> what are the odds? I mean, can you imagine awkward, what an awkward moment, you know? The car that was following became the one being followed. The car that was following became the one that was being followed. This is really uh, the first part of verse six talks about. It's actually a biblical principle that you and I should take in our life. And this is really, really, really huge. If you don't get anything from today's sermon, I want you, listening online, I want you to understand this simple, simple statement. You could tweet it, you could Facebook it, you know, whatever you wanna do, write it down. It's really, really simple. There's six words. What you follow will follow you. What you follow will follow you. We see that in verse six. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You see, when we're following the shepherd, we're not just following a man, we're not just following the son of God, and that obviously that's important, but guess what? We are following his character. When we follow the good shepherd, we're following his character. You can follow certain people in your life, but can I tell you something? You're also following their character. You will notice some things about the character, about the people you follow, following you. So if there are certain people in your life that you're, that you're following, whether through social media or, or, you know, or actually hanging around, if you're following them long enough, guess what? You're following their character. You're following their character traits. And because you're following their character, those same characteristics, you're, you're, going, to un, you're going to realize that they are also following you. You're gonna see, find yourself acting like them, talking like them, dressing like them, listening to the same music. Now, please note, not that, not that everybody you follow is gonna be a bad influence. When I was in high school, we had a very, uh, it was actually a pretty small youth group, but it was very tight-knit, and, and this, this group really wanted to follow the Lord Jesus. They introduced me to Christian music, and I, I was hooked from day one, and it dis, that music discipled me, and we did lots of things together. We hung out together, and I, we followed each other. And the same characteristics that I saw and I admired in some of, those, some of those friends in the youth group, I actually saw in my life as well, and it was following me. So it doesn't mean that everybody you hang around with is, is going to be, bring a negative character trait. 
there are definitely many people who will bring a positive character trait. What you follow will follow you. Graduating seniors, I kind of talked to you a little bit about this in our breakfast this morning, but this is really for everyone and for those seniors who are listening online right now. You, you have been in a situation that uh, is unlike any other. And you have been following people at your school. You have been following a, 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 maybe some teachers that you really admire. Maybe there's some coaches that you really admire. Maybe a drama a teacher or a chorus teacher or, or, or whatever. And you are fo- you've been following people and they've been helping you get on the right track. And then all of a sudden, like that, they're gone. Go home. Don't come back to school. Oh, by the way, there's no prom and no graduation. And so some of those people you have been following all of a sudden are gone. So now, what do you do? Seniors, and it's for everybody, especially seniors, you are entering a different phase of your life and you are going to follow somebody. You will. That's just the nature of who we are. And so I want to encourage you here today or who are listening online to be very careful of who you follow because what you follow will follow you. And to know that if you're following explicit music, you're going to find yourself saying some of those words. If you're, if you're following uh, people who like to gossip, you're going, gossip is going to follow you. If you follow people who are disrespectful to authority, you are going to find yourself being disrespectful to authority. You may say, well, Pastor Frank, what's the big deal? What's the big deal of that? The, the trail of character traits following you will have a great effect on people who are now following you. Let me read that again. The trail of character traits following you will have a great effect on people who are now following you. Let me say, there's nobody following me. You're, you're wrong. There is someone following you. Now, I don't mean in a creepy kind of way, but there are people who are following you, who are looking up to you, especially if you've got the light of Jesus Christ in your heart and your life, and you show that through your choices, you are going to be followed. And, and what you follow will follow you, and it will affect those who are following you. The good thing about this character trait is that it also works for if you're following good things. If you're following goodness and mercy, then, then you, are, you are gonna have goodness and mercy that's going to follow you. And, and how do you know that you need a little bit of goodness and you need a little bit of mercy? And another translation uses the word love in there in verse six, the first part of verse six. You will, you will uh, find yourself maybe talking a little bit harsh to your kids or to your spouse and you'll find yourself thinking, all right, I need a little more goodness. I need a little more mercy. I need a little more love in my life. And so... Whenever I come into a room and I say something and I leave, 
what's the trail behind you? What's the trail behind you when you leave a room, when you leave an office, when you leave a basketball court, a soccer field, when you leave and get out of a car, when you walk outside of your house? What is the trail you leave behind? Is it goodness? Is it mercy? Is it love? Do you find yourself being frustrated, living a life of frustration or bitterness? Then you need a little bit of goodness, mercy, and love. The way to get goodness, mercy, and love to follow you is to follow, guess what? Goodness, mercy, and love. You've heard about, you've heard about the dash. You know, what, you know what the dash is? The dash is what you find on, on, on a gravestone. You have the date when someone is born, and then you have the date of when someone passes away. Then you have a little dash, a little line, that's it. A dash is the only thing telling the story of their life. Their whole life is just a dash. That's how it is gonna be for you and for me as well. And do you wanna know what that dash is gonna look like? Obviously, you're here today, you're listening online. You wanna know what that dash is gonna look like? Look behind you. Look behind you. What trail are you leaving behind? Because I, I wanna remind you, goodness and mercy shall what? Follow me all the days of my life. Something is going to follow you. And guess what? That's that dash. That is the dash. You know, you may say, well, maybe, uh, maybe I need to have something put on that gravestone to kind of you know, show what, who my life is. You know, it doesn't matter what you put on that gravestone. People aren't gonna be looking at that. And they may read it, but you, you know what's going to describe who you are. It's the dash. Trust me, everyone knows about the dash. Everyone knows what the dash looks like. If you follow the shepherd on this earth, you will forever be with the shepherd when the final dates of your life are added to your dash. You should be able to say with full confidence, I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It shouldn't be something of a, uh, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Then it's too late. It's too late. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love how David uh, shares this in the uh, second part of, of, of verse six. And the reason he shares this is because shepherds love coming home. Shepherds are out in the fields a long time, for several months, most months of the year. And as the, the colder weather comes in, they, they bring their flocks home and guess what? The shepherd can now sleep in his own bed or her own bed. There are shepherdesses. <laughs> but they can sleep in their own bed. What a great feeling that is. And so they're joyful whenever they can, they can come home. And it's always a, a, a good 
wonderful thing. And so David uh, uses this as a metaphor to describe heaven, the same feeling that, that he had of, of bringing the flocks home and, and, and maybe hugging mom and dad and, and settling the flock, and, and they're down there for the winter. He gets to stay, stay in his bed for, uh, for a long time until the next season starts again. Another thing we see, we notice about shepherds is that it's not up to the sheep to arrive at home. It's not up to the sheep to arrive back at home. They don't, sheep, as I've said in, in, in week one, sheep are stupid. I'm sorry if you have a pet sheep or maybe if you have a team that you cheer for that it's the lambs. But sheep are stupid. They are. They're dumb. Okay? And they don't know their way back home. A shepherd has to lead them. Many people are concerned about finding their way to heaven. I want to find my way to heaven. Can I tell you something? Here's something you need to understand. You're listening online. You need to get this. Finding your way to heaven is not your job. I want you to sink, let that sink in. Finding your way to heaven is not your job. You can't, you can't find your way to heaven. You can't make, uh, go to heaven on your own. It's not your job. That's the job of the shepherd. You know what your job is? You know what my job is? Follow the shepherd. Follow the shepherd. You're not equipped to find your way to heaven. You only need to follow the good shepherd and allow him to lead you to your forever home. And if you have a forever home in heaven, if you've accepted Christ as Savior and you're actually following that shepherd, then yes, you have a forever home in heaven. And that, my friend, is a very, very comforting feeling. Actually, in this verse, uh, it trans really the proper translation of, of home or, or house is actually family. And I would dwell in the family of God forever. I would dwell in the family of God forever. You're here today, you're part of a family. You, have, have you surrendered your life to Jesus online? If you've surrendered your life to Jesus, you are part of the heavenly family. Even before you arrive at the physical eternal home, you're already part of your eternal family. Right here, right now. Many of you try to find your way by doing good things, by by making your own path by veering off and thinking there's a shortcut when there's really not, by walking through a valley of the shadow of death and, and just sort of manning up and say, I'm gonna do this and with my own strength, come to find out you're, you're, you come to the other side and you find that you've lost your way. You know, Jesus Christ wants to show you the way. Stop focusing on the destination of heaven. Now, it's okay to think about heaven, to what heaven is going to be like, 
But I want you to focus, rather, I want you to focus on the shepherd, following the shepherd, opening his word, praying, hanging out with other believers. I know we're kind of at a time where that's a little bit difficult, but doing everything you can to follow the shepherd because he longs to lead you on the right path of righteousness to your eternal home. And at this time, if you want to follow that good shepherd, we're gonna give you that opportunity. Every head bowed, every eye closed, if you could, please. A very important part of our service. If you are tired of sort of finding, trying to find your way to heaven, I wanna encourage you, just follow the shepherd. Just tell the shepherd. You could say something like this. Jesus, please be my shepherd. I'm sorry for the things I've done. I need to follow you. Please forgive me my sin. Help me to trust in you. Come be my Lord. Come be my shepherd. Come be my savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If that is you, you pray that prayer either here in this service today or, or online, I'd love to hear about it. You can let me know after the service or you can send me an email to pastor at lakepointonline.com. I would love to hear about it and I will uh, respond to you. We'll pray uh, together and I will uh, get you the materials and the tools that you need to grow in your faith.